the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 158 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, after God knows how long, is my co-host, Will. What's up, buddy? Welcome back. I'm walking through the desert on a horse with no name. Oh, God. <laughs> you start by singing? Wow. I had to bring back the greatest hits. No, it's just it's been so long. It's like I've been walking out in the desert. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to have you back, man. Um, if you're in the chat, audio issues might be an issue with Mr. Griggs. Um, but he's back and with us again, also talking about people being back, is Mr. John Skeen. Thank you for being here, sir. How the hell are you? I'm doing great. My pleasure to be here. And I've taken my horse down to Old Town Road. But right. go ahead. <laughs> God, so much horse talk to start the show. I don't, I don't know if that I can do this. That was a rap song, dude. You should get that reference. Guys, I get it. I just didn't know that we were going there. That's all it was, okay? <laughs> anyway, when we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages, and God knows I need one. Uh, Will, what are you drinking? You know, unfortunately, I'm still on a, a very meager budget, so I'm, I'm drinking a Diet Pepsi right now. All right. That's all right. I'll forgive you. John, what do you got? Um, it is late, and I'm going to go to bed right after this. <laughs> so I'm just sticking with iced tea this evening. So All right. I apologize. Yep. No, no, no. So you're hopefully good, you're gonna you're gonna bring something to the party here. I'm gonna bring some to the party, and I'm I'm trying to cut back a little bit too, especially pre Comic Con. Um, although I am drinking a beverage, I was just at a golf tournament in Monterey, and one of my favorite spots to stop is called Peter B's Brewery, and um, they got great food, really good beers, and I got one of these big ass. Um, you know, those aluminum can growler dealies. And this oh, yeah. is a, their double IPA. And it is, I don't remember what it's called. Hold on a second. Oh, it's a grapefruit IPA, double IPA. So it's fruity and delicious. And um, I I have 32 ounces to drink. So that'll be the you end know, of I, my night. So I will say I was in uh, I was in Paso Robles, California uh, last week with, uh, with my brother who's listening right now. Hey, Steve. And um, he took me to a new uh, brewery in, uh, in Paso. It's called California Coast Brewery. And uh, they actually had a pretty they, – they, they had a Belgian white that I drank that was all right. I, uh-huh. I'd say I'd probably give it a three out of five. Actually, I, I did give it a three out of five on Untapped. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but Steve was drinking this. Uh, I mean, Steve, you might be able to, to write it in the show, into the uh, the chat room if you remember. But it was like a chocolatey. I call it like a chocolatey Newcastle. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and it, and it, it almost tasted nitro infused, but I couldn't tell. But it it actually was pretty good. I would have given that a good three and three quarters out of five. Was it a stout? Because it might have been on the lines of like a old Rasputin or something. Uh, you know, I I don't. I've never had an old Rasputin, so I don't know. But it was. Well, um, they use the nitrous kind of like Guinness does. Yeah, I don't know if it was a stout. I honestly don't remember exactly what it was. Eh, it is what it is. But um, it was tasty. Good. Well, so I haven't done this in a while either. Before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Spotify, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. And John Skeen is John R. Skeen on the Twitters. Uh, iTunes, Stitch Radio, all your favorite place to get our podcast, you can get it. So do it. 
Um, one quick announcement on our stores page. If you want to get merch from us, our Pucked 4 shirts are up. Um, I got up into a weird little hiccup with those. I was trying to buy the Pucked 4 shirts for me, you, and Nick. And um, the issue was, if you rush it, you have to buy them all individually. So I have to do that. But um, but I got to get it here in time uh, for our Pucked 4 Cantina, which I will talk about that more. Okay, so. three things. One, as soon as you start going to the spiel, I've got the biggest smile on my face. Why? And because I'm, we're podcasting again, boy. Okay. Come on. Well, I'm glad you're smiling. Um, two, mm-hmm. uh, you said Google Plus, and dude, oh, even Google. Shoot. I'm, I meant to take that out of there. <laughs> yeah, even Google doesn't have Google Plus anymore. I know. I know. Okay, so I forgot to, and, uh, you know, update our outline. Sorry. It's been a while. And uh, and three, um, okay. I, Is this all I'm going to put the or? I'm well, I'm going to put the sh- whole shirts thing on you because I had the shirts up and running at the beginning of June. So you no, know, no, 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 no. no. Here's Which, the thing: I'll, the yeah, shirts we'll have been available. You... We just haven't okay. podcasted, and I haven't bought them yet. So okay. well, I want first of all, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Jesse Stardust, one of our favorites, because uh, she took my design and then just made it uber because she did it into vector design and everything and so she it really made the design yeah she really made the design look clear but the concept's online i'll take credit for that <laughs> but um just to give her the the correct address because i haven't been able to connect it to the actual usual podcast store on teespring because they made things a little bit difficult in that respect so just go to teespring.com slash pucked four yeah and i put i put the link to that in the show notes awesome Cool, man. All right. So we have the timestamps in the show notes. If you're not a SWOTOR fan, um, it has been a while. We are going to skip, not skip over SWOTOR, but we're not going to spend a lot of time on SWOTOR because people have been playing. There's a new update. Things are happening. Level cap increase. All kinds of stuff happening. But we just, I mean, I haven't been playing much, but, you know, we haven't been reporting about it. So we're going to talk about it. True Um, that. And I'm excited about talking about it with you guys because I know you guys, some of you have been playing and I haven't. But... Here we go. Thanks to everybody who is in the chat room, Steve, and everybody else who's there. Uh, thank you. Ch- tune in. Chime in. Say hi. Uh, let us know what's going on while we go. So at the top of the show, as always, drinking buddies. Um, <laughs> what did you put in there, you knucklehead? Where in the world is Will Ben? Who put that in there? Um, uh, anyway. I did. Oh, well, you're talking about yourself. So here we are uh, uh anyway will, our drinking buddies will talks about himself course. in the third person when he feels yeah. self-important <laughs> okay so anyway um our drinking buddies of course zen big supporter of the show um also eddie and mr john skeen of course and um thanks everybody who does contribute to the show i know patreon has been in flux for the last few months and we were we promise in the next month or so we're going to get back to it and it's going to be great give um, it a so month and a half because that's us. when i'm yeah, give it a month and a half because okay. uh, talking about where in the world has Will been, I just want to give a quick recap of my last six months. Uh, oh, that's let's see why if I that's can... there. Okay. Yeah, let's see. Well, there was no other really real place to put it in the show. Uh, so let's see if I can do it in 90 seconds. Uh, I got uh, laid off from my job because they eliminated my position. I went and visited Seattle so I could go see there for Christmas. And then I drove to St. Louis and ripped out the underside of my RV in Idaho in a mud bog. And then I was in St. Louis during the big, huge 10 and a half inch snowstorm. Five degree, five degree below zero weather, and then I went from St. Louis to L.A. and I bought a Disneyland annual pass so I could go to Star Wars Celebration, or not Celebration, but Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Went to that, and then I went to Disneyland probably about twenty times in a month and a half, which was 
awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> then I went up to the Central Coast. You saw me too. <clears throat> you saw me. Uh, yeah, sorry. I celebrated Marshall's birthday at Split Ends at, at the Downtown Disney, which was awesome. And then um, went up to the Central Coast, still couldn't find work, unemployment ran out, decided to move to the Central Valley, came to the Central Valley, found work, wasn't here, it's back in Fort Bragg, I'll be there first week of August. Was that 90 seconds? Wow. <laughs> give, give or take. Holy I mean, smokes. I don't know. I lost and John's I video, that. but in the meantime, so maybe it was more than 90 seconds, but... And I did just... that freestyle, yo. I didn't even have that planned out. Don't say yo. You haven't been back long enough for yo yet, Okay. Yo, 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 MTV reps. Okay. So anyway, uh, Will, I'm glad you are have been out, about, back and forth, and you're here uh, tonight. This is great. Um, should we talk about Star Wars The Old Republic? Uh, I do want to say really quick that Steve okay. did answer, and it was a brown stout, 5.2%, 24 IBU. Nice. That's That that's sounds like good. A, that's no actually bitter. pretty that's bitter the, for me. Yeah? That's well, bitter for you. you. No, that's yeah. pretty light. Uh, that's, that's, not for me. Well, for you, yeah, I guess. I'm a lightweight when it comes to bitterness. Oh, this is a pucker factor. Yeah, this doesn't yeah, well, say it. Because you, you get most of your bitters from hops. And as Marshall knows and all of our listeners knows, I'm not a hops guy. I mean, I trip on the lettering on a credit card. Okay. <laughs> I guess I knew what I was getting into, but I guess I wasn't fully prepared. <laughs> Um, all Y'all that's, missed me. It's, we it's did, good dude. to have Will back. We, we yeah, did so. miss you, dude. This, we this did miss you. Yeah. I can't wait till you're sitting actually four feet from me and doing this. So that'll be fun. Oh, again. God. I so can't wait. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> I didn't realize how, how badly I've missed it since, you know, since I've been gone. That's the thing that's missing in your life, dude. It really um, is. So anyway, uh, thanks for the update. We're glad you're, you're on your way and, and doing things. And, uh, you know, we're always here for you, man. So I'm glad, Thank I'm glad you. you're, uh, Glad you're where you're at. I'm glad you. I'll help you get to where you're going. So, um, um, yes, uh, I do have one more quick announcement, but I'll be down in podcast corner, which we haven't done in like three years. But let's move on. Um, Excuse me. I, I know I'm joking. I'll give you time to pimp your shit. Don't worry. All right. Um, here we are. So community shout outs. We're in Star Wars: The Old Republic. You want to fight? I'm ready. I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. Uh, our star, our San Diego Comic Con people, like, I am amped. I'm amped. We were, what, three weeks uh, from San Diego Comic Con. So we have a ton of stuff planned. Um, if you, If you don't listen to my other podcast, you may have not gotten an update on this, but we got a big house. So we got a house for our San Diego Comic Con folks. We're gonna do a D and D game. Uh, we've got Pucked Four, of course, happening on Friday night of Comic Con around five o'clock at Mission Brewing Company, which I'm super stoked about. Um, we're gonna be streaming that again this year. Um, I am going to have twice as many microphones this year, which I'm excited about as well. Um, it is gonna be a really good time. I think um, audio quality and video quality, all that, is gonna be top notch this year. I'm fingers crossed and um recently announced which i have later in the this section um which we can talk about later as well but the swotor cantina is also happening on saturday this year uh so swotor is coming back to san diego comic-con after 
I want to say three years, four years hiatus. I think it's three. Um, when was uh, the first Darren DePaul expansion with the uh, Knights of Knights of the Fallen? Knights of the Fallen Empire. Knights uh, of the Fallen Empire. Yeah, that I want to f- say it was twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. So it's been at least three years. Uh, yeah, so because com- I haven't I haven't seen Darren DePaul at Comic Con for three years. So right, and so they're coming back. And it's going to be great. And um, they're going to do a big Cantina event. We plan to stream that as well. I've been working with Kidley and Sorterista on the logistics of that as well. So I think tentatively what we're planning on doing is streaming the uh, the staged part and the Q&A part and then kind of setting up somewhere with a mic and having people come over, whether it be devs or players. And That's chatting. a smart and- way to go. And chatting with the chat room um, on wherever we're streaming to. So more details to come. Um, but you know, that's actually, really sorry to interrupt here. No, uh, no, you're fine. A cool idea with the, dude. Our timing is way off. Mm. <laughs> Just because we haven't podcast in a while. Well, there's but, a little um, delay too. Yeah. Well, that uh, a good idea for that might actually be to cycle through uh, content uh, creators too because. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be just you and Sor Teresa. If you guys are breaking, we, we can cycle in, you know, Stardust. We can cycle in good Will. Point. We can cycle in, you know, anybody. So yeah, and I think that's going to be a good. I think that's going to be a good thing. So thanks for that suggestion. I think that's going to be perfect. And having by people, the way, yeah, talk to Mesco and hashtag new hat for Will. Oh yeah, you got to start. I've been talking to him a bit. Uh, we got swag coming, of course, for the Cantina, our Cantina event. Um, so if you're in San Diego Comic-Con and you want to come hang out with some Tour content creators and just all around geeks, Pucked 4 is happening. You get your t-shirt, come and hang out. It's going to be great. Um, one more community thing I want to put up there and trust me, I'll be coming back to the Puck stuff and the can, can, uh, Comic-Con stuff. Um, meet the community content creators, um, is a thing they're doing on Sortor.com. And this latest one was Sortor Escape Podcast with Max and Seema, who are yeah, awesome Max folks. and Seema are fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's great. These are the uh, this is the third uh, iteration that they've been doing of this. Yeah. And uh, what was it? It was uh, Sortorista and uh, Volk were the Volk, first two? Yeah, Volk was the first one, I think. And then Sortorista. So, yeah. yeah, so uh, they're, they're picking some fantastic content creators. Um, yeah. So make sure you guys support these people because they do great work. Absolutely. All right, John. So I'm going to start with you. Because your name's not in here, and I decided to not let Will speak for a moment, uh, just be to be a jerk. Uh, what have you been doing Weekend Game, dude? Any Swotor? Uh, no Swotor. Okay. But to be honest, uh, life has been extremely busy with... Uh, huh, tell me about it. Ubering children everywhere, and camps, <laughs> and, and summer gym, and marching band, and it's just been nuts. But... The plan, and I've also been writing a complete new uh, training manual, top to bottom, for my company. Oh my so god, dude, that's insane! That is done with my editing, so that makes me happy. So awesome! Just so now Congrats. I actually have some time. Thanks. Now I'll have some time to actually, you know, play. So oh, <laughs> that, kick that, ass, dude! Yeah, that'll start up next week. Yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping to play a little bit uh, this weekend uh, and early next week before I work a bunch uh, over the Fourth of July weekend, but. Um, but yeah, man, the daddy Uber train is real. It's legit real mm-hmm. and crazy. Absolutely. So hats off to you. You're a good dad. Keep it up. Thanks. Thanks. You're a good dad, too. <laughs> I see uh, your pictures. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks, buddy. Uh, Will, what have you been doing in game? Well, just re- really quick, I'm, I'm not a good cat dad because my cat hates this hot weather here, and he has been not in a good mood with me for a while. Well, cats um, are fickle. <laughs> they they are fickle beings. 
Um, I actually have been able to play the last couple of weeks, um, which has been way out of the norm because I haven't been able to play for months. Um, but I had finished Osis when Osis first came out, so uh, I was able to go right into Dantooine. Um, and I love Dantooine. I really do like this expansion. Um, the uh, I'm about 10% uh, done with the uh, the achievements on it. I nice. haven't been able to find any of the culinary stuff, you know, any of the food stuff you're supposed to be able to find around it. Right. Because they have really long uh, respawn timers, from what I understand, and none of it is available when I go around. So maybe if I give it a little bit, I'll be able to, to do it. But I've uh, gone through most. Of, I've done most of the. Um, well, actually, I think I've done all of the available dailies over the two weeks, and nice. um, the. I just haven't been able to do any of the heroics because nobody I know has been on when I'm on, and it, I can't actually solo these heroics. So. Yeah, I heard the the heroics were going to be true to their number. Which yeah, I well, think- I was trying to do. I was trying to do the two plus heroic, um, which you you infiltrate the, uh, um, uh, the pirates, and you they end up having a walker you've got to beat. And I was able to get to the walker, but I can't solo the walker. Uh, makes sense. Yeah, so so that was a little tough, but it's a uh, it's been fun. I really enjoyed. I like the looks of it. Um, I'm hoping to upgrade the RAM on my computer soon, so hopefully I'll be able to get off of very low settings. Um, oh, good. Ultimately, I would like to buy a, a desktop that will actually run the game that's seven years old that I like to play. <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only, <laughs> if only. But we shall see. But uh, that's that's basically what I've been doing in game. Nice, dude. Right, well, if, if either of you ever want to group up, just hit me up. Just send me a text message. We'll jump on. Yeah, tomorrow. Well, you know, what, tomorrow might be my day to play a bit. Um, I don't have a lot of plans, as many plans as I did today. Uh, tomorrow, except you know, starting the afternoon, I might be okay. So. Yeah, if we can play in the afternoon, I can do that. I have to do some work on my RV in the morning, but um, yeah. I would love to maybe meet up and do some Dantooine content tomorrow. Nice. There you All go. right. Sounds uh, like a plan the to one me. thing, I, really quick about meeting up with John, I, I'm actually just a little bit bitter that he and I weren't able to meet up when I was in St. Louis. Yeah. That sounds that was, like your problem. That, oh, yeah. that was kind of tough. <laughs> it was just bad weather, and I wasn't able to get out anywhere, because we were only, what, an hour and a half away? Three. three oh, three hours. Still, yeah. yeah, it's not that bad. The way I drive. I was, I, was, I was blaming you, uh, Will, not John, because John's a stand-up guy, and I don't know. <laughs> you know what's actually funny? One thing, while I was in St. Louis, I got approved for press passes for Archon, which is St. Louis's Comic-Con, because, you know, they have the St. Louis Arch, and so it's called oh. Archon. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, but it ended up being the week after I ended up leaving, and so I wasn't oh, able to bro. go. Oh, well, it happens. But um, I am approved, so I could go back next year if I wanted. Cool, man. All right, so what did I do, since everybody wants to know? Yeah, what, um, what did you do? What did I do? I finally finished OSIS, and I was really happy with myself. I logged in, and I powered through it, and I got there. Um, what's been kind of deterring me a little bit is um, I I don't know what it is. First of all, my because of that event we did months and months ago, my main is not in the guild. And so that's been bothering me, and I have nobody's been on to invite me, which is fine. But... And then the other thing about um, Swotor that's been a little bit, I don't know, kind of bugging me a little bit is my UI is all jacked up. And I don't know what happened. I don't know. I lost my save file or something. And it's like looking at my screen is not the way. I don't know. I, I got to figure it out. And that's on me, though. I mean, this is a personal problem. But um, I did. That sounds like a you problem. Yeah, exactly. I have been playing a lot of the Nintendo Switch, though, because my daughter got that for Christmas. And I just secretly download things at night 
and then I play them <laughs> at night after they go to bed. So I have been playing Mortal Kombat 11, which is insanely fun. That game is over the top, ridiculously gratuitous violence, and just so much fun to play. It is Can you a rip blast. out a spine again? Dude, a ripping. I mean, so they have this thing, and I'm just going to throw this out there. They have this thing called, um, uh, they're like power moves, like in most fighting games, you know? Right. And like combo moves, yeah. yeah, they're Finish combo him. moves, but they're more than that. It's almost like a, um, uh, it's almost like a fatality in the middle of a match. And so, like for example, like um, this one girl, she'll throw out these chain things, throw them through your eyes, uh, pull you forward, stomp them into your eyes again, throw you up, throw you back down, and then like axe you, and then drag. It's insane. It's like, and then you get up again, and it's just, it's yeah, just. And that's so, in the middle of the fight. It's in the middle of the fight. I'm, it's so over the top and hilarious and fun as hell. I love it. Um, so I've been playing that. I've been playing Civ Six because I just am obsessed with that and I love Civ Six. Um, and I've been playing Stardew Valley on the Switch, um, which I, I just got to tell you guys, don't ever start playing this game. It's the most addictive thing. Like, like I, I'm thinking about it now. Like when I'm off of this, I'm gonna go play Stardew Valley. Like I have stuff uh, what's I want to do. It's disgusting how addictive the game is. It's, it's, it's not, it looks like a farming sim, but it's way, 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 way more than that. And it's super in depth and cool and fun. And I love it. And it's like, is it only on the Switch or is it on? No, it's PC? on PC too. And it's super cheap. Um, and it's a blast, but it's like you, it's like eight bit kind of top down kind of thing. It's so fun, dude. It's, I can't even tell you. It's super fun. Um, so I've been playing a lot of really small games, um, mostly suggested by, um, uh, Sans Pants does a thumb cramps, um, Patreon kind of, <laughs> kind of thing. And they just throw out these things and I'm like, oh, I want to play that game. And then I play it. And I was like, damn it, Sans Pants. Now I'm playing this game and I should be playing <laughs> slow tour because I'm a dedicated slow tour player. That's a, that's a great what? name for a, for a gaming podcast. <laughs> damn it. Sans Pants. <laughs> No, thumb, no uh, thumb, thumb cramps. cramps. Yeah. Oh, thumb cramps. Oh, it's amazing. And and it's but like honestly, you need to do damn it, Sans Pants as a response. You like whenever they come out with new content. Yeah, you you do a damn it, Sans Pants response Dude, don't, podcast. Don't, don't get me started. Don't get me started. That that's a great idea. Okay, so anyway, um, if I will good, say if anybody gets bored, yeah, I, you can jump on Marvel Puzzle Quest because I have a tendency. Dude, to Dude, you that just one. read my mind. When I'm actually, waiting in the car, that's when that's like my time to play Marvel Puzzle Quest on my phone. I've been so. playing Galaxy of Heroes again. <laughs> Dude, okay, Skeen just read my mind because I, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Skeen because you know I started this this guild that or is it called a guild? What is it called? An alliance? Uh, an alliance? Yeah, yeah. So I started this alliance then Marvel Marvel Puzzle Quest because if you go back to a few uh, Comic Cons ago. Uh, Car and I actually interviewed, or no, it, it might have been just me interviewed the guy, for, uh, the the developer for Marvel Puzzle Quest, and a uh, really cool guy. You know, gave a whole bunch of free swag and stuff, and, and so that was cool. But um, I gave head of the the alliance over to Skeen, and he has just done such a great job because I haven't played as much as I mean, I try to come back for the big events, and I've been playing daily lately, which is great because I'm having a lot more fun. But um, he's done a great job with recruiting and making sure we have full teams. And so is everybody, the event's coming up. And so I just want to give a big shout out to Skeen. You've done a great job. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. But, you know, I, you're still in control of the thing. I'm just talking to people. That's it. <laughs> so. nah, it it's you. Well, we, 
I'm just sad because people were playing the other game, and then I decided, oh, I'll play the other game again, and then now everybody's back to Marvel Puzzle Quest, so that's cool. Um, I'll just... Well, I'll you're, just pre- you're still in it, so... Yeah, no, I'm in it. I'm just going to pretend like everybody's including me, and it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I have been playing the... I will say I've been playing the, the Disney Battle Heroes game. Oh, my God. Which I love. I mean, it's, it's very similar to, to Marvel Puzzle Quest. It was not a match three like Marvel Puzzle Quest. It's more like... Um, it's actually almost identical to Galaxy of Heroes, um, but it's Disney, and they just uh, uh, released Goofy, and so I've been playing, I've been upping Goofy oh on God. it, and it's really, really fun, and uh, um, I've, I've been playing that one, and then there's a Looney Tunes version of that game, too, which is oddly addicting. Okay, I can't so play those, any more games. <laughs> so those are the two games I've been playing mostly. Nope. nope. Can't play any more games. Um, all right. Stardew so Valley? let's actually talk about the game... We're all supposed to be playing uh, <laughs> Star Wars Yoda Public. Um, and so real quick, uh, just a, a few things that I'm going to throw out there. And again, I'm just glossing over this stuff. Obviously, the latest game update, Dantooine Incursion, has come out since we recorded last 5.10.3, um, which I hear there was a lot of bug uh, fixes and stuff like that. I'm not going to go through all of that. Um, but somebody is asking about Renown. Um, and asking if the Renown is a max level supplementary gearing system, etc. And they're saying that's going to start level 75. Um, and that's not until gotcha. the Onslaught ex- expansion, right? Or is the level increase already? No, I th- I, I, no, no oh, not until Onslaught. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. So, okay. So I know Onslaught is the big thing they're gearing up towards the big expansion that's coming, which is what they're coming to San Diego Comic-Con to talk about, right? Right. Dantuin Incursion, um, I'm going to bring up the patch notes on that. Uh, there's a new planet, Dantooine, uh, and new in-game event, the Pirate Incursion, um, which is basically saying, uh, you know, there's some story stuff in there as well. New daily and heroic missions, which Will was talking about earlier. Uh, new planetary transitions um, with some of the planets. Um, their arrivals have been updated, which is fine. This is this event had to do with um, had mostly to do with the story and c- continuing. With uh, with Dantooine and stuff like that, double XP. Nightlife is back, which is great, and um, they they made some other changes uh, here as well. So conquest points, they've they've adjusted some things there, and I don't see there's nothing else on that level. So onslaught is when the big expansion is coming, when you're going to get to level up. But I think this question has to do with that. It has to do with when are you going to start getting renown? And that has to do with uh, when you when you get to level seventy five. Okay. Um, right. There was also the May PvP report, which is crazy. I love the fact that they're actually putting out here. They said, and I, we talked about this last time we recorded this game, which I thought was funny because Nick was here, and he's like, "What?" And it's like in May we caught up and punished, caught and punished eighteen accounts for win trading or cheating in PvP. They suspended the accounts for a week. Zeroed out all their ranked uh, ratings of every character on those accounts and removed all of their ranked PvP reward tokens. I love that they announced it. Dude, yep. I love that they're just... Not only are they doing it, but they're telling us how many and what they're doing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, they're doing basically everything short of naming the accounts. Yeah, I would just wish they would. would be like, these guys did it. Go after them. Um, and the, the character has to wear a scarlet <laughs> ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're branded for life. 
Um, the, the Narshada light nightlife event is back. Um, and I, I love this event. I feel like unless they've introduced anything else, um, there's, looks like there are some new things coming. I don't know if the, how much new is here. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the flip side and say, I hate this event. Well, um, cause you just have terrible luck. I got all the no, achievements well, the first time it came around. True. So I haven't even okay. done it the last two times. Okay, the, the the two reasons why I don't like it is actually I haven't really. I mean, I try it a little bit each year. Yeah, but I never I never grind enough to really or play the GTN enough to really have high level of of uh, credits going into it, right? And so I really never have enough to play. But second, I still haven't gotten the damn rancor. I just need from, to send. I, I'm just gonna send you a bunch year. of credits, and so you can do it. Oh, shut up! No, I'm just saying you just have to. You just have to put the credits in, dude. Just do it. Well, I think, you know, because I actually have been saving, especially I will take this back a couple of updates to where you can actually put um, credits into your, your guild locker. Uh, and uh, so I do love that because it makes it a lot easier to transfer credits between characters. Yeah. And I want to say I've got close to 10 million credits in there right now. So I think okay. I might just finally bite the bullet. Yeah. I'm not um, going to send you any credits in. Well, let me double check before you do that. Don't go too quickly. <laughs> no, I, I you will not get any credits. So, um, so there was an announcement today on free to play and preferred players. They've made some adjustments on, um, and I didn't dive into this because I've been a subscriber for I don't know what eight years now. Um, but they've made some changes to kind of take some of the um, restrictions away from free to play and preferred. I think right. Um, so. Take a look at that. I have a link in the show notes. Um, looks like they've increased the credit cap, um, an extra quick bar, and medical probe and quick travel. So they've made some adjustments to credit some limits of the, too. Yeah, and some of the basic stuff that we have been saying that free to play players probably should have, they've kind of relaxed a little bit on that, which is good. I think this obviously has to do with the fact that they're trying to get more players in, and with the expansion coming up, they want people to try it out and get ready for it and and exactly. start so, start buying. So some of this here's stuff. a crazy question. <clears throat> not even a question i guess it's a statement can you imagine playing without all of those things yeah it's insane i know right i, I can't no it's like, crazy how would you function well uh, so. i i want to say it was early on and i think my wife was free to play and she was playing with me and i'm just like wait you don't have what and i was yeah, so you confused can't quit travel you can't nothing you couldn't you couldn't even sprint in the beginning as a subscriber let alone free to play it was crazy. Yeah, you could you couldn't sprint until level ten. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yep. god, that was the worst. I was like, Whoa. really? <laughs> <laughs> now I just don't get. Why don't they just remove walking? And yeah. I guess if you wanted for RPers, I guess it makes sense to be able to walk. Well, then you you slash RP walk. You know, you put it as an emote or something. I don't know. Anyway, so last thing I'm going to put in news wise because we got to move out of Swotor. I said ten minutes and it's been twenty. Um, uh, that's or, us on the dot. <laughs> I oh, okay. <laughs> So anyway, uh, uh, they had a, a stream for the Spoils of War, which they we, they talked about a bunch of stuff, answered some questions, and then they are going to put it on the PTS. So Onslaught oh. is going to show up on the PTS. They also put up these uh, threads for the Inquisitor, set bonus feedback, assassin ability, tactical items, and the source ability and tactical items feedback as well. Um, so let them know of that. And this was on the 20th. So get your hands on it. Get in there and, and test it out when it's available. It's perfect. I love it. Uh, nice. So, Will, you kind of already talked about this already. Um, 
what else can you talk about as far as the Dantooine incursion that we didn't cover already? Because that's my discussion topic. Is your thoughts on that since John and I have not played it? And then I'm going to talk about the cantina real quick before we get out of here. Um, I will say that I like it a lot better than Osis. Um, okay. Bec- for, for one main reason, it's just the design of it. Because my biggest complaint with Osis is like you had this thing that you you had a big area you had to walk around, and then you had to walk through that one like gate, and then you were in there, and then you like there were only you were much more constrained in the routes you could take to get to certain things, right? Which was kind of a pain. Like you had to go through that one that one building at the other end of the whole map area, and it's just very frustrating, especially when you had to to do the. Things where you had to uh, use your uh, micro, uh, macro binoculars to see, mm-hmm. to scan things. Because right. if you weren't in the right area, you were totally screwed, right? So, um, what I like about this is just, this one is just like one big area with the heroics is like side rooms going off the sides, which is kind of cool. Okay. Um, and with the, you know, the imps coming in on one side and the pubs coming in on the other side. And so, it, it just makes it so much easier to do your dailies. Um and it's, it's not even like Yavin 4 where it's like you have the four main screens and you've got to like take speeders. It's just seriously, it's one big, huge area that you just run around. And it's, I, I really do kind of like that. That's cool. All right. Well, I plan to get my hands on it uh, in the next few days. Um, and then by the next time we record, um, hopefully it'll be right before San Diego Comic Con. We'll record again. And then I'll give you my thoughts. And then we'll get into our cantina. Fantastic. And, and should I just go ahead and transition because I'm amazing? Just one more time, San Diego Community Cantina is happening, and that is the SWOTOR official cantina. And register- uh, you didn't actually sorry, you didn't actually say where it is, and I believe it's at the West End, correct? Yeah, I'm getting there. Um so it's just like so just like registration and celebration, there'll be the case for events going forward. Um and they're basically saying um you can register when you get there, but they are doing a registration system. Um, but it is happening at the Westin, which is where they did it three or four years ago, whenever arbitrary time that was. Um, yeah, it's like, I want to say it's up, uh, in a, across the street from the Balboa theater. And it's pretty far from the convention center. So keep in mind that, um, if you are there for San Diego Comic-Con, it's, it's a bit of a hike. Um, Uber. I mean, we walked it. I mean, and you, if you're fine with walking, you can get there. It's going to take you a bit. It's on the other side of the gas lamp from the convention center. Um, it's a beautiful building. Um, they're going to be doing it there. They're going to do a Q&A with the development team, complimentary drinks. Usually they give you drink tokens or drink uh, tickets, um, usually one or two. And then they're going to do some giveaways and stuff like that and exclusive swag. So if you get there in the past, what they do is they do like, like a USB uh uh, drive uh, or flash drive they give you with some content on it for the game and stuff like that. So, oh gosh, remember the last time they were Comic Con though, and they didn't hand out the flash drives. The guy that had the necklace of them was oh, yeah. so bitter. Well, and then when he didn't do it, when they didn't do it the last time, I know that was a bummer. I've been to a ton of these things. The only cantinas I haven't been are the ones that aren't in California. Um, I've ma- I've managed to make every cantina in California. Um, and I'm going to keep my streak. I was at the very first, uh, Sword Tour Cantina in San Diego. And that's when they held their first one. 
Dude, as was I, dude, right across from know. Uh, the convention. Dude, that thing was tiny. Yeah, that was, oh, it was like upstairs at the Hilton gas lamp. Um, yeah, and it's like they took a the couch and a coffee table and put two <laughs> TVs on it and said, go ahead and play. And right before that, they had like a Mass Effect event. It was just, it was so long. God, it was what, eight years ago? It had to be eight years ago because before the game, no, seven years ago because it was right after the game came out, right? Yeah, and it was, uh, it still had all the Mass Effect uh, stuff all around right. the room. Oh, it was great. Um <laughs> So I'm really looking forward to it. This is a much different event. They'll usually rent out a ballroom um, and you'll show up and they'll, they'll have a picture thing and stuff like that. It'll be good. Um, so everybody I, uh, show up if you're there and come find us because we will be posted up and come talk to us for our stuff. I will say it was that very first uh, uh, community cantina, though, in that upstairs room that I got my hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's now, you know, seven years later and the hat needs to be replaced. Yeah. Well, the hat needs to be replaced. So we'll work on that, Mr. Musco, since you're clearly listening. All right. I know, right? So let's get into our Star Wars section so we can get Mr. Uh, Skeen to sleep at some point here tonight since we're, we're pew, keeping pew, him up pew, past pew, his pew, bedtime. Pew, 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 um, <laughs> pew. So s- I was raised to do one thing. Nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Star Wars Celebration. I'm a little bitter. I'm going to start off with bitterness. Um, So Star Wars Celebration Anaheim has been announced. It's in 2020. Um, it's happening on August 27th through the 30th. It couldn't be at a worse time. And the tickets are already gone on sale. They went on sale on June 21st at, and Saturday. And, and they're think, mostly sold out. Yeah. Well, Saturday and Friday, I know 100% are sold out already, um, which is a bummer because for me, like I get planning ahead of time and I get, you know, trying to open up and, and you know, getting tickets and stuff ahead of time. But I'm a little bitter because I feel like it's a little too far away. Um, it's over a year away. Um, and also I, you know, in light of all these other events coming up in between now and then I couldn't afford to just throw the money at this one as well in the hopes I can go. August I'm sorry, is what the first month the, of school. Yeah. What'd you say the dates were again? August 27th through the 30th. Are they doing D23 and, 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 uh, celebration back to back? But, like, the, but but again, we're talking 2020. No, I know, but I th- don't they do they do D23 every year now too. Uh, yeah. And D23 I don't know when for it, this D23 for this year is the third is week August? of August. Yeah. Or maybe they're so, doing it in place of it. I don't know, and they're moving the other one. It could be. I don't know. I, I, I'll have to. I'll do some research on the D23 yeah. side. We can always try for press passes. No, and I and and that's likely the route I will take if I'm going to even try. Um, because I was, I almost pulled the trigger and I was like, I'll just buy a one day pass, but I'm like, how am I going to, I just didn't want to do it. And, and so I'm bummed because when it's close, I really want to go. And then of course we've got rise of Skywalker coming out and everything else. So anyway, yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're 12 hours of travel away, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more difficult to pull that trigger. Exactly. John, what are you thinking? You coming out to Cali? You know, I would like to come out for that, but, uh, <laughs> no tickets. 
Yeah. And, and the thing that makes me mad is, is it was in Chicago this year. Right. And kind of the same deal. I mean, tickets went real quick. I even looked for tickets on the aftermarket mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, no, I don't feel like taking a second mortgage out on the house. Right. So, exactly. I was I was in St. St. Louis when it happened. And, I mean, you and I were trying to, to meet up and, and to go and just economically, I couldn't make it work. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty salty. It's a it's a bit of a bummer, man. And 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 I get this is a you know the fan base obviously warrants having this happen so much earlier and planning it ahead of time and telling us the dates and everything else. I just feel like I honestly just feel like it's a little bit like I would I would I would expect ten nine or ten months ahead of time, not you know fourteen months ahead of time. You know, I just well, feel I'm like actually su- it's a little. Yeah, I'm up. actually surprised that it's so late in the convention season because mm-hmm. I mean, this year it was in March, and uh, I think because Disney's already confirmed that they're going to be releasing their Star Wars movies in December from now on. Right, um, right. I think the perfect uh, thing to to do with that is to start having the celebration every year in May, right? Uh, which is when they used to release the movies. So it kind of takes that place of being in George Lucas's birth month, the tradition of having Star Wars in May, yeah. that sort of thing. I th- that that would make much more sense to me. Yeah. Well, let's let's let go of our bitterness. We'll figure out a way to get there if we're gonna go. Um, I personally don't know if I could pull it off either way. Um, although as much as I would like to, um, I'm taking time off in September already for another event. So I I don't know. It's it's hit or miss. So um, let's move on to something. I don't know if this is more positive, but um, Carrie Fisher. Okay. Obviously, Prince Slayer herself. Uh, so there's a lot of advocates out there trying to get her a, ho- uh, a, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Okay. Um, I guess the policy is if the person has passed, it has to be, what, five years, Will, I think? Um, I honestly don't know. This is an interesting idea, and I, yeah. I should really research this because the the funny thing about Ed, the, the the Walk of Fame is that you basically just have to have to have the money, yeah. and the influence to get it. It's but, not like it's a, an award. Okay, it's, but posthumously though, in order to for her to do it, I think it has to be five years after they pass. And I heard this on the Ralph report because there was somebody who was cosplaying down by the you know Chinese theater or whatever that realized that oh my god she doesn't even have one. And so what she's been doing and she's been advocating for getting Carrie a, um, a star early. Star, yeah. Right. And so what she's doing is she's picketing out there with a sign that says, where's Carrie Fisher? And people, and, and she joked with Ralph and she's like, uh, you know, people are like, she's dead. Well, duh, she's dead. But where is she here? You know, she's not on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And so, uh, she's trying to make this happen before the 2021. But again, it's she's got a petition going and all this stuff. And I'm sure you can find this stuff online. And if I can, between now and the time I post this, I'll put some in the show notes. But um, it's interesting because she, I think, deserved it before she passed. Oh, she she absolutely <laughs> deserved. I mean, not not only just for you know being Carrie Fisher, a great actress. I mean, she was right. in all the Star Wars and Blues Brothers and. And, you know, uh, when Harry met Sally and all that stuff. But as a screenwriter, she wrote Postcards from the Edge as an author. Right. Um, you know, she did some great TV. There's so many different things yeah. that uh, that she, I mean, her, her stage show, Wishful Drinking, is just phenomenal. Right. And uh, at this point, you know, because 
the star, there's so many stars on the Walk of Fame that they're having to double them up, you know, put it some side by side. Right. And it's a definite missed opportunity if they don't put her next to her mom. Well, so there's, you know, oh, that's what I was going to ask. Know, okay. So her yeah, mom, her mom is, is down there. Okay. Yeah. Her mom is Debbie Reynolds. And, De- you know, she's, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm going to look that up really quick. So keep talking. Well, I'm setting my mic down. And, and that might be a way to go about it too is, you know, get her down there and her mom on there. Because, I mean, here's the thing though. I love the fact that this woman is advocating for Carrie Fisher and trying to get her, her, her star on there. Um, but again, this five year thing, I think is just one way of them saying, well, we don't want to deal with it right now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like for someone like Carrie Fisher, they should be like, okay, well, we can break that if we have the money and everything else. So I don't know. Uh, we'll follow this story as it, as it unfolds for sure. And uh, if anybody is curious, uh, Debbie Reynolds does have a star on the Walk of Fame already, and it is down at 77001 Hollywood Boulevard mm-hmm. between Orange and Sycamore, if you want to go and see it. It looks like it's between the CVS and Marshalls. Awesome. So Right across yeah. the street from the Hollywood Highland Howe Hotel and Hostel. Well, I mean, I think I think you're right. It'd be nice to put them next to each other. I mean, they were so close. Um and pass so close together. I think, I think, I don't know. I think it's important. Yeah. And, and honestly, just to honor Carrie Fisher's writing here really quick. I, I really want all of us to go out and watch postcards from the edge right now. It's a movie she wrote about her relationship with her mom, which has mm. been to Petra's as best. And it's Meryl street playing Carrie Fisher and Shirley MacLaine playing Debbie Reynolds. Oh, I love it. And it is phenomenal. She was nominated for an Oscar for the screenplay. Meryl Streep was nominated for acting it's a great great movie so go see it nice man all right um on to film news for star wars since we are talking about star wars right now i think yeah we are um episode nine news uh rise of skywalker this is huge and again most of what is going to come after this is going to be comic-con related sort of in some way um, exactly here here and there but rise of skywalker won't be at comic-con in 2019 um people were speculating it was there you know uh, they were going to come into Hall H. Uh, that's just, they're, they're, it's not going to happen. But it makes sense considering D23 is, is happening and, and all that. So I don't know. Okay. This is going to be funny coming from me because if anything, I'm a Disney apologist, right? You are. I'm a huge Disney fan and you'll find out a little bit more about that at Podcast Corner. But um, I'm actually very mad at the Disney Corporation about how they're handling this. Will they or won't they mm-hmm. with all of their properties at Comic-Con, right? Because they want to support their own convention at D23. They want to make that the premier place to find all of the, the, the Star Wars news, Marvel news, all that stuff. And we're going to get a Marvel article later on in the, the Comic-Con, in the Comic-Con section. But I want them to either just say, okay, we're re- just say, yes, we're going to pull most of our stuff out of Comic-Con and we're doing most major announcements at D23. Right. We're going to release smaller properties and do some stuff at Comic-Con. But right now they're basically just saying, okay, well, we're leaving Comic-Con and we're not doing anything there. But then they say, okay, well, we kind of want to come back and dip our toe in it. I'm like, just either don't say anything and just go where you want to go and don't have to figure, like, don't. Um, feel like you have to explain yourself. Yeah, or just I make it clear. Don't don't hem and haw about it. Just say what you want to say. Right. And this and and when I and later in the show, I'm gonna talk more about some Hall H stuff that's gonna be kind of gnarly. Um, John, you got any thoughts on this? Because I I know exactly what I'm gonna ask you in the next section for this yeah. next question. No, no, you're fine. 
Um, so I will tell you as a fan, of course, I always want them to be at everything, right? But I can tell you as a business person, if I, I've spent the money on this property and I own it, I'm going to save the big guns for my own events. If that's mm -hmm. what's going to help draw more attention to it. Um, you know, I, and I get what we'll say and you know, Hey, tell us, you know, you know, if it's smaller things, they're going to be at certain locations or whatever. I think, you know, as a marketing team, they're probably not thinking that way. They're just thinking, okay, what's going to give us the biggest draw and what's the most bang for our buck that we're going to get for sending something to yeah. Comic-Con or not sending it to Comic-Con. And, and that's just, you know, thinking just dollars and cents from, you know, from kind of that top down view. But, you know, as a fan, I'm totally with Will. It's like, man, I just want to know what's going on. <laughs> so. You know, well, one, one we thing all want to know, but here's the the other thing to think about too is the fact that you know, yes, it's your own event, and but if you think about it, Comic Con it's filled with Star Wars fans and all that. But how many people are actually going to be able to go to that thing? The internet exists, right? It's going to be out on the internet regardless. So we've got sixty, what sixty five, sixty six hundred people, I think, that can fit into Hall H, and that's. Obviously, where it would have to be if they were going to do a panel, right? So you got those people. And then, you know, you extrapolate that from there. But at the same time, you have your own event coming. And I think you're right, John. I think you have your own event coming. Um, you have online. And you can also kind of prep people a little bit via social media before D23 and really prime people and get them ready to go. Rather than, were you at Comic-Con in Hall H? No. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, and how long will it take for that stuff to come out on the internet? You know what I mean? Because there's some, mm -hmm. there's some em em embargo times, I think, that yeah, are for, uh, wrapped for me, up in actually, that. I just, I just had this idea, and actually I think this works from a marketing standpoint, too, is Disney prides itself on being all about the experience, mm -hmm. right? Being able to, to, to walk and talk the experience. What I would do is anything that's esoteric, like anything that's far-reaching, widespread, something you don't need to actually be able to, to touch and feel and taste like say the announcement of phase four, I would save that for comic con because you don't actually need you footage is nice, but it's right, about right, the people, right. right? So having the star show up, which is a lot easier at a, an event like comic con, whereas D 23 save that for the stuff of like, you know, you've got the, the Mandalorian coming out. Right. I mean, it'll, what I would do is like, that's where you have the footage release. That's where you have much more intimate talks with the people that's, you know, or the Cassie Nander uh, video or, you know, anything like that or with Marvel, anything like, say you want to announce, especially because you can announce stuff that's like the, the, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but like anything far reaching right? that you don't necessarily need anything that they need to hold in their hands. No, and outside of Comic-Con. Um, so, I don't know. We'll we'll see how this all goes. There will be some Star Wars stuff happening. I have something later in the show in the show notes. Star Wars always has a presence at Comic Con, uh, whether they're in Hall H or not. I think hardly matters. Um, but you know, and again, we are pre. Um, what do you call it? We're you know, we're leading up to the last of the Skywalker saga. So exactly. You know. So speaking of that. Um, I threw this in here just for a discussion topic. We don't have to actually talk about this if you guys don't want to. But there's an article I didn't read because I didn't want to read it because I already have strong feelings about it. And, and <laughs> me and Mr. Skeen have talked about this uh, quite a bit, I think. Um, 
And there's an article on Nerdist uh, called uh, Why Kylo Ren Should Be Redeemed in Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Um, I didn't read the article. Uh, I, I just for fun scrolled to the comments, though, on on this article. And people were like, I'm sold. That's great. Okay, I, I'm, I'm over that. I'm not even going to read the comments. So here's the thing, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to you. You both know how I feel about this. I'm going to start with Mr. Skeen. We've talked about this, dude. Um, if you want to talk about this, cool. If not, I don't really care. But what do you think of a potential Kylo Ren redemption in Rise of Skywalker? I'm not for it. I'll be honest with you. I, every now and then, it's okay to just have somebody turn dark and be the villain. And and that... Uh, you know, and it's kind of funny that you're bringing this up because I'm almost I'm like on the last two chapters of uh, <clears throat> of Plagueis right oh, now. Yeah, that's a good book. Great and, Plagueis is awesome. And yeah. you know, if you look, you know, at the whole redemption thing, you know, Sidious wasn't redeemed in mm-hmm. any any sort of way. Nope. Um, you know, as far as I know, Plagueis wasn't either. So. You know, why all of a sudden, you know, starting with uh, with, with Vader, do, do we have to, you know, switch it back over and somebody be redeemed at the end? Why can't it just be the way it's always been with almost all of the Sith Lords or the Sith and they die Sith and that's that? Or just villains. I mean. Yeah, just villains. We don't always have to have the 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 kind of that anti-hero or, mm-hmm. you know, while it makes for good storytelling at times. Uh, every now and then, I, I still want my villain to wear the black hat and be dead at the end of the movie. Yeah, so own it, own it, be the villain. Um, you. the first thing is, is and I, I don't want to piss the shippers off here, but I, I, I will boycott if if Raylo actually ends up happening. <laughs> oh, you, oh, I, I hear you. So, okay, so that's I a different Raylo. conversation, sir. Um, it is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we don't I'm have to talking have about Ra- Kylo Ren being redeemed. I don't want to talk about them getting together right now. Maybe that's for next time. Um, let's talk about Kylo Ren being redeemed because I think, I mean, I'm with Skeen because I've talked about this before multiple, multiple times. But uh, what do you think? Uh, I don't want him redeemed. Um, I I hate the emo boy aspect of it that he already has. <laughs> and if he does go full light side again, then it's just that, that whole arc of the emo boy growing up, right? Which... I just hate the the cheesiness of that factor. Mm. On the other hand, if he does get redeemed, especially with the whole reintroduction of Sidious being in this this one because of the the cackling laugh, I don't know right. how that means he's actually going to be reintroduced into this. But if it comes back that he dies in redemption, um, killing Sidious or or a clone of Sidious or whatever it is, right. a la his grandfather, that just cheapens the 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 story of Vader dying. You know what I, I mean? I agree. So right. I really hope they don't do it that way. Um, I, I I had a, a sick and twisted thought in my head when, when Skeen talked about Sidious not being redeemed. <laughs> How funny would it be if Sidious gets redeemed killing <laughs> Kylo? Killing Kylo. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, I... And, and and I'm with you guys. I mean, I we're we're all saying the same thing. Um, I personally, and, and with the and, and I think you bring up a good point, Will. With Sidious coming back, um, what does that look like? Like my fear, and I, and it, this just popped in my head. And and tell me if I'm off base. My fear that with Sidious back in the picture, 
it's going to come to light that it's been Sidious the whole time, why Kylo is evil. And then once he realizes that, then he's going to go back and then he's going to fight him. And then we get the death of, then we get Kylo killing, you know, um, Sidious right. or if, whatever. If that happens, then that's just going to make more, even more people mad at JJ and how he's cripping the, the entire, the uh, entire story of the trilogy yeah and i agree i agree with that but at the, at the same time look i'm all about i'm all about story i'm a writer i love i love a good story if it serves the story if it works if you if you pull it off if somehow if jj can convince me that kylo should re- be redeemed in one movie cool but there's nothing nothing except that little inkling when they fought together for a moment and then he realized they were on the on different sides there's nothing that has hinted to me that he's been that he's wanted anything else except to be uh, the next Darth Vader. With okay, the I exception, just... with the exception, of course, of the redemption aspect of it, right? He's trying to right. keep the legacy of the actual Darth Vader going, not the Anakin Skywalker, right? Right. Okay. I just had this incredible story idea, okay. and I actually think this would be a brilliant story concept for them to do it. Sidious hasn't actually been okay. Well, I, I will say Sidious might have been evil the entire time. Might Palpatine? Palpatine wasn't always evil. I'm not saying that he became evil, but the Palpatine when he was in the Palpatine character. I was say you're realizing uh, you're talking about the same person, right? No, I understand. <laughs> but Palpatine was all about conflict. True. He profited from all the conflict, whether it be in power gain or whatever. But Palpatine was all about creating conflict, and okay. whether it meant acting acting good, even though he was evil, uh, Allah being the the senator who was humbly taking on the chancellorship. Right? What if the entire time Kylo is not his pawn, but Ray is his pawn, and he's been guiding her to create the conflict? I'm fine so with that. She, Okay, but by doing this, the only way Kylo can actually get redeemed is by killing Rey. No, that's the part of the me. conflict. I don't care about that. Here's the thing: I just don't want Kylo to be like the next Vader, where he wakes up and it's like, "Oh my God, I love my I don't know what are they? I mean, how are they related? Or they're not related? I don't really care. But the point is, it's like I just don't want Kylo to wake up one day and be like, "Oh, I was so wrong. Sorry, darn." You know what I mean? Like I just I can't deal with that. If it works for the story, right. I'm I'm happy to see the story you just said. I'm happy to see what I thought about. I'm happy to see whatever JJ comes up with. But what I don't want is at the end to have a on the deathbed moment just like Vader. Blah, blah. Like you have to there has to be something else to leave us with after 9 movies. You know what I'm saying? There has right. to be something more than well the bad guy got redeemed again and all is well because that's not life. Like there's exactly. some people that are just assholes. And that's why and, Empire is one of the most beloved ones because right. it ends on a downer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's my point. Is like I just you know at sometimes the bad guys win because they're jerks and they did it a shitty way. And that's just the way it's gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't Absolutely. know. I, I I I brought this up for and now I'm getting heated about it. Now I'm all mad. I oh, <laughs> this makes me so mad. This Kylo thing, dude. Uh, I and 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 don't get me wrong, Kylo Ren. I think up there with one of my favorite characters from the new trilogy period, because I, I like the conflict. I like what's going on. And I like, I usually latch on and, you know, Vader's one of my favorites of course as well. But right. I just don't want, it made sense for Vader's story to be redeemed at the end. 
because he has a son and all this stuff is happening. I I just don't I don't see a Kylo version of that that will make sense story wise. Not that would make me happy, but that would make sense story wise. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um. Yeah. I talking about all time villains and stuff. I I I I'm not right on the board there with Kylo. I think there's much better villains. Um. A la well, I just the, like uh, him. Paul Bettany character from from. Uh, Solo comes to mind. Yeah. It's had a black son. Um, I think Darth Maul, especially since they brought him back for Solo, I think yeah, they really sick. need to delve into him somewhere because that's just a wasted, wasted Ooh, use of a great What if villain. Maul comes back in this? What was that? What if Maul comes back in nine? Uh, I, I would love that. I think it's a big, a big time it's jump a, it's from, a, it's a, it's a jump. from yeah, Solo. No, but but they can't bring Maul back because he died in the. Um, oh, he died. He, he died in, in uh, um, Rebels. Um, Rebels. Oh, right. right. He did yep. die in Rebels. Yeah. Spoilers. Oops, sorry. I'm joking. Um, yeah, but they, but there's <laughs> there's care. a lot of a lot of story to go to delve into with Maul between yeah. uh, the Solo time frame and the the Rebels time frame. All right, guys. So out of that, because I can't, I can't. We could do that all day. I don't want to do that to anymore. Um, oh, real really quick. I'm sorry. Okay. Not about Kylo. Okay. What if uh, uh, Ryan Johnson's new trilogy, because you remember he brought in the aspect of, uh, I think he brought, I don't know, but what if his uh, trilogy is going to be about the Black Sun trilogy I love with that. Maul? That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be sick. Um, okay, go ahead. <laughs> and you're right, dude. There's so much that they could do. Um, and we've got The Mandalorian coming with Disney+. Plus. We've got... Um, the uh, Rogue One uh, prequel, which I'm segueing into right now. Um, as far as TV, um, I'm kind of doing a thing right now because I've got a bunch of Disney stuff in the usual roundup with uh, uh, Disney Parks and stuff. So I'm just kind of bounce. I'm I'm kind of melding them a little bit. But gotcha. Disney Plus, uh, Star Wars, Cassian, Andor. Sorry, let me just say this like a normal human person. Um, the prequel series should be uh filming soon uh and that is the rogue one prequel which i'm awesome. pretty stoked about um it doesn't sound like it's going to be at launch with disney plus obviously because that's happening in a few months but um the mandalorian is supposed to be on day one as well as some other movies like uh, uh captain marvel and everything else and um, of yeah, course well, sure everything else what, like, that disney's put out there so yeah i'm sure they're doing it like dc universe did where mm-hmm. you know doom patrol was at, at launch and uh, uh swamp thing came later exactly so it'll be like mandalorian at launch and and uh casting andor later yeah and i'm pretty excited about this i i really like that character and i'd like to see the seedy underbelly of what's going on in, in star wars land and and that makes me happy so uh any thoughts on anything disney plus is in regards to rogue one mr skeen nope just wait for everything to come out i know it'd be we'd be stupid not to get disney plus at seven bucks it's like well oh no it's, i i can given. i can get less content for you know more money you know what i mean right so uh, the next thing, and I glossed over E3 fully in this episode because E3 is coming gone. Um, the one thing I am going to put out there in the show notes, if you didn't see it during E3, is Jedi Fallen Order. And they just released a couple days ago a full the full E3 demo. It's like 26 minutes. Um, the gameplay looks sick, 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 and fun as hell. Um, check this out as soon as you can. Come out with a, you know message us and we'll talk about it maybe on the next episode did either of you guys see any of the gameplay from e3 for this 
I saw a little bit of it, and coming from somebody who never actually played KOTOR or KOTOR 2, and all my Star Wars gaming basically comes from the mobile aspect or from SWOTOR, um, I'm on board for playing this as a solo player. Well, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a single player RPG. It looks great. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Skin? No, I'm definitely on board with it. It says <laughs> Star Wars on it, so I was going to buy it anyways. But Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, what I liked is just some of the ways to dispatch people. Um, there was some, you know, force pulling onto a lightsaber and just some some really cool stuff um i, I remember i was watching this the short version of it um when e3 was happening i was showing my wife and she was like oh that's actually kind of cool um so yeah, that, if she's half impressed force, then it's good <laughs> yeah the whole force pulling onto a lightsaber actually reminded me of the first time i read the uh the jedi academy trilogy when when uh luke is you know of course building up the his new jedi academy and he recruits that that uh that one guy who who is kind of like the bad guy to begin with, but um, he's the first person to think about putting two light uh, crystals in a lightsaber, so you can actually uh, uh, extend the length of your saber. And so he does it in a fight with somebody, and he does it where he's like holding the lightsaber out and extends the length right, right into somebody. And I'm like. The first time I read that is what I felt like when I first time I saw this. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, my wife just sent me a text, which she never usually does, but she's reading in the other room, and she disagrees with my uh, Kylo Ren assessment. So I'm encouraging her to come on the podcast, which she never will. So she'll have to be mad that um, I disagree with her. Um, all right, guys. <laughs> so let's see. Merchandise. So Comic-Con exclusives. This is a good one. Um, I put a link in the show notes. There's a ton of stuff on here. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I can, I mean, this, the t-shirts and stuff alone are amazing, obviously. Um, but there's some Funko Pops. There's a really nice Boba Fett and uh, Yoda one that's super glossy and green chrome is what they're calling them, um, which are really cool. But again, this is our Comic-Con overlap. Um, check out the show notes. If you're in Comic-Con, there's some, I mean, there's pint glasses. I mean, there's a ton of exclusives. Um, so definitely check that out. I threw that in the show notes for folks uh, to check out. So cool. See, now Disney's being really smart because they're going to you know, have merch there for yeah. Star Wars, but, but nothing else. <laughs> so they'll <laughs> take the, merch, the money and run. All the merch. That's important. Well, um, I will say, I mean, Disney's always done that. I mean, well, LucasArts has always done that really well because it's not really Star Wars that has the presence of Comic Con. It's Lucas. Right. It's the you know Del Rey table. It's the the LucasArts. Uh, uh, all the their gear booth is buy. huge. Their booth is huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I got you off. No, that's it. Okay. Um, let's see. My wife said. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, she would like the she would like the movie better, huh? And she's also said no to coming on the podcast. Okay, so I guess her opinion <laughs> her opinion is uh, somewhere out there. Um, I love my wife. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Okay, so do you want to add something to podcast corner? I mean, I feel like we're running long on time for poor Skeen. How you doing, buddy? I'm 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 in it. Yeah, you, you podcast corner for me. I, are you guys listening to Inside Star Wars from Wondery? No, I oh, no, no, I hadn't. What I'm, is this? Okay, that's something I'm putting on my my playlist now. I didn't actually know that because I like Wondery, so I hadn't done that. But no, this is uh, actually someone type it in quick. there and put a link at some point. Yeah, it, th- this is like just sixty seconds, really quick, because um, I had a false start with starting a new podcast that I was going to do called Daily Dose of Disney, um, 
hopefully I'll be able to get to that later in the year as a podcast format, but I'm on all over social media and it's been a, I'm doing multiple posts per day and I just want to say it's been a lot of fun. And so if you get a chance to follow good, all your social medias and it's daily Disney 1923 on, uh, Pinterest or not Pinterest, but, uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, but I will be putting together some swag for daily dose of Disney with some prizes and stuff that I will be giving away at the puck cantina. Oh, kick ass. So if you, if you like Disney, uh, I will give uh, a little hint on what some of it is, is if you uh, were a card collector at any point in the nineties and you might want some of the theatrical release full length sets in a binder, some of those might be available. Damn dude. You're going all out. Uh, I appreciate you and I love your posts. I, I don't like every single one of them because I realized I just haven't and I feel bad about that. It's not like I don't see them. I scroll fast and I don't like everything because I just I don't spend a lot of time scrolling. But I appreciate uh, you putting that stuff out there and the Daily Dose stuff is great. Like I love seeing um, what happened in Disney history because I love that kind of stuff. And I watch... I watch a ton of, you know, Disney documentaries and, you know, and, and podcasts talking about, you know, rides that failed and all that kind of stuff. And I love that kind of stuff. So, um, definitely give, um, uh, uh, my co-host, my ever elusive co-host, um, some love out there on the social medias. Yeah. And it, it has been a lot of fun to do the daily stuff. Plus, um, I was able to do some, some live streaming stuff from Galaxy's Edge when I was there. So I'll talk oh, about yeah, that. We, no, that. yeah, we saw that. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my, <laughs> I will say my entire family enjoyed watching you drink. <laughs> oh, God, dude. I <laughs> couldn't do it. you didn't like, everybody was laughing at our dinner table. So <laughs> just was, so you know. <laughs> I was dying. That's dude. funny. I was dying. All right. Um, all right. So are we in usual roundup time now? Are we done with that? We are. All right, cool. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. All right, so let's get to our last section of the show, and this is going to be all over the place. Um, We've got Disney Park stuff happening um and of course a bunch of comic-con stuff at the end and some of will's film reviews um skeen's probably looking at the thing yawning trying to figure out Sorry. if you can hang I'm, I'm joking buddy um i i really i love the fact that you're even bearing with us right now i love it um i knew this would run long because will's here but we're gonna we're gonna power through it'll all go quickly ouch william it'll all go quickly because remember some of us have to edit this fucking thing um oh language yeah wow. by the way that right either i'll be I honest gonna, with you i was gonna i, I, I was gonna say will was just happy somebody associated long with his name but <laughs> <laughs> wow scheme so we've taken Dude, the explicit I, thing off of this and we're we're going I would, we're going <laughs> I, I, can somebody help me with a knife in my back i love it i love it oh that was good skin good one uh let's go to the record books all right so discussion topic first thing I like to acknowledge, uh, I don't like to acknowledge, but we have to acknowledge some folks who have passed. Uh, there's been a bunch of people who have passed since last time we recorded. I, I, I mean, obviously, you know, um, but this just happened, uh, today or yesterday. Um, uh, Max Wright passed away at age 75. He was the, um, the dad on Alf. And it's such a bummer. I mean, I was never a huge Alf fan, but I loved Max Wright in it. He's yeah. one of those people. I mean, like when, when Alf was on, he was in his like, late 30s early 40s but he yeah. looked like he was 60 which didn't fit in with the family but 
he always was. I loved him. He was great. He always looked old, and I and I and I loved. I actually loved Alf, and this is why this jumped out at me. I loved Alf. I was one of the, you know my family. We always watched like you know family TV in the evening, and Alf was on the on the roster, obviously, and, and we loved that kind of stuff. But he was in he was in a ton of stuff. Murphy Brown, Quantum Leap, Cheers, You Carry Show, Mad About You. He's he's. I mean. He's been around forever. Um, one of those guys, when you see his face, you're just like, oh, I like this guy, you know? And so I had to acknowledge him just yeah, because um, I just, I had to because I saw it pop up. And I don't know. Did you ever watch Alf, John? I did. I did. <laughs> I was going to make a terrible joke and say, now we'll never finish that last episode. Oh, damn it. But, I know. I know. There, there's been talk of that a little well, bit. Well, yeah, they're, I, I think they're, they're rebringing it back. They're relaunching it. Yeah, they were supposed to, but I didn't know if, if I don't wonder, I wonder what happens now that he's gone. Anyway. Um, okay. So on to more positive stuff because I love actors that are really good at acting. Um, just, I didn't know anywhere else to put this. Uh, if you're an orphan black fan, um, Tatiana, Masla- Tatiana Maslany will reprise her orphan black role in an audio series. Um, so basically, and I don't think we finished the very last few episodes of last season. I don't know why, but it just flew off our radar. But um, basically, the st- the series is going to continue, but it's going to be in an audio uh, series. And uh, she's going to come back and play all her roles. It's going to be a 10-part audiobook series. Um, that picks up where the show left off. So I love everything about this because the show is amazing and I love it. So yeah, thoughts, that's guys? awesome. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I love Tatiana Maslany and it's actually uh, gets stuck in my craw that she finished second to Felicity Jones for the I know uh, for the lead role in Rogue One because um, I think Tatiana. I mean Felicity Jones was great, but I think Maslany would have knocked it out of the park. And we saw her in Comic Con what two years ago? Um, no, for it was all that four years black ago. stuff. Three years ago, four um, years ago. Oh, I time time makes fools of us all. Um, no, sorry, so, three years. It was it was because it was when we were with Darren DePaul. Yes, four three years ago. Yes, with Darren DePaul, exactly. Um, and she's amazing. So, did you ever watch Orphan Black, John? Nope, yeah. I have not. But now I'm kind of interested in it. It's a great, great. Oh, series. it's great, and, and she's amazing in it. When one woman can convince you, she's like ten people. Yeah, I think she finished at 10, 11 different yeah. characters. It's it's oh, phenomenal. Nice. Phenomenal. So check that out. All right. We're going to spend a little time in this section, and I'm going to gloss through the last couple parts, and then we're going to finish up with some Comic-Con stuff, okay? So we're going to spend a little time here because somebody was actually in a theme park recently outside of myself. I was there in, in April, but Star Wars Line was not open yet. We are in the Walk in the Park section, and Will's, Will was at Galaxy's Edge. Were you not, sir? I was. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I went with my mom, which was interesting because it, it made me slow down my pace. Mm-hmm. So I was able to kind of. I, I took a lot of pictures and stuff, and you can see that all up on on um, Daily Dose of Disney. But um, it was. I went through a, a, at a really interesting time because I was there. I think day five that it was open mm-hmm. uh actually wait see friday saturday sunday day six i was there day six so during the first week um which uh, uh which is very cool that i can say i was there the first week yeah but you're it was you you can say something none of us will be able to yeah, say exactly. so that's a, that's amazing dude and i i wish i could have done it but i just there's no way i could have done it trust Although me as I, you were posting i was i was hate liking you <laughs> although i <laughs> although i did like ship you. something to to marshall uh, well, why don't you tell people what i sent you 
Oh, dude, you sent me um, an action. I've got one of these coming for you, too. I haven't mailed it yet, John, but I've got one for you. If you're on the stream, I'm trying to keep it. I'm actually going to bag and board it. Um, This is the, if you're on the stream and you can see it, this is the daily uh, daily with the map and stuff and all the events, but it's all Galaxy's Edge. It's super glossy. Oh, neat. And beautiful. And um, it's got a whole section about Galaxy's Edge in it. Um, and I am, I haven't, I put it in a, in a copy of a, a signed copy I ordered of a, of a novel from one of my favorite authors. And both those things are sitting here in main condition, ready to be, uh, loved at some point. Um, the, the reason I actually, I grabbed a handful of them, uh, each time I went through the, the, the turnstiles, I've got oh, a bunch of, well, I don't say a bunch. I, I think I'd probably have about eight or nine left. Um, cause I shipped one to Marshall. I sent one to Swaterista because I, she asked me to pick up some some actual merchandise for her while I was there, and so I sent her that along with it. Nice. And then I sent one to uh, to Skywalker Eve, who uh, just started her own new podcast, but nice. she does great work. She was actually up on the she was one of the podcasters up on the stage at celebrations last year in uh, in Chicago. Nice. Um, Did you say you sent it to Easter? Yeah, I sent one to Switcherista nice. as well. Good, um, but I've got it. I'm going to be. I, I'm send, I'm keeping one for John. Keeping one for for. Uh, uh, for Jesse for helping out on the the shirt design, but then I'll have a few that are going to be available for people at the Puck Cantina. Nice. But the main reason I grab them is Disney usually does a new guide every week, right? Because stuff changes, events happen, stuff like that. So the fact that I got it from the first week of release, I think this one they probably held for a few weeks, but it's the first official Disneyland guide that you get at the turnstile that has the Galaxy's Edge on the map. It's awesome. So that's the reason why I grabbed it. Plus, it was a very cool half glossy, half matte cover, which was very cool. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Um, so anyway, so there's that. Um, but it was, I, I went in an interesting time because only half the land was open. Um, because I went when it was before Rise of the Resistance opened up, which opened uh, it's the 27th, not, three days ago. A, it's not open yet. The Rise of the Resistance? Uh uh-uh. Yeah, I thought, it, oh no, it's July 24th. Yeah, it's not open yet. Yeah, so it's not open until next month. So right now it's uh, it's only open half the park. So it was really kind of interesting. They have three entrances into the land, and they sent this was they actually did a poor job of this because it's kind of by happenstance about how you check in somewhere else in the park earlier in the day. But my mom was handicapped, and she's usually in a wheelchair, but she decided to walk that day, and she had a <laughs> walker with her, but. They sent us to the absolute worst entrance for for people that have walkers. Mm. They sent us to the the uh, Critter Country entrance, which is literally once you get into the park, it's about a quarter mile walk, almost all uphill, just to get to where the land stuff that was open is open. Well, because that side of the entrance, well, that side it's, of the land is where Rise of Resistance and the Resistance base is supposed to be, correct? Exactly. Yeah. And none of that was there yet. Right. I mean, the, the right area was there and you could actually see the, I took a couple pictures of the, the Q entrance mm-hmm. of Rise of Resistance before it actually is Rise of the Resistance, which is cool. But it just took a while for somebody in a walker to walk through that. So that right. was, I will say that, um, in talking about the first article you put here about guests are stealing and selling yeah. Disneyland items, there I, is a bad, and I did notice this while I was there. They're not training them really well right now. Right. Um, some of the there's just not really bad crowd control. There was one point at the very end of our night after I tasted the blue and green milks, and we were um, well actually before we had tasted the blue and green milks, we were actually in line for a photo opportunity with a, a tie interceptor. 
Oh, there's wow. a big, huge tie interceptor at the at the edge of the the land. And uh, the cool thing is, is a lot of these things like it looks very similar to like the plane that you see in Condor Flats in mm. California Adventure. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But they but they like come alive with sounds and movement, Ooh. which is very cool. And so they have a a X wing over at the resistance side. We were at the M side, and they had the tie interceptor, and we were in this line, and then all of a sudden about 300 people come storming into the land because it was a, a, the hour changeover and they're all being led to the, the cantina, mm-hmm. which is the one thing that was open that I didn't go into because it would have taken up my entire time. And that was in the land in line just to get into the cantina. Right. And so I decided to do everything else instead of going to the cantina, but the cast member that brought them in, brought them directly in front of the photo opportunity. Oh. And so, and then the, by the time they got to the end of the, the cantina line, it was all blocked and you couldn't even do any of the photo opportunities. Oh, so it's sucks. like little things like that. Yeah. The cast and crew were not trained yet. Well, they'll figure that stuff out. I, I think the, the stealing thing was funny because speaking of cantina, uh, I, apparently a bunch of the sporks that were um, in the cantina were showing up on eBay and some other okay, stuff. I will, <laughs> I will tell you that we're eating our dinner because we were at that restaurant and yeah. the spork is really kind of interesting and it was kind of weird using it. Yeah. Um, I had, I had the 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 pot roast, which was bantha bantha roast, by the way, and my mom had this this spare rib sort of thing, and she, it was my mom who actually had the idea. She held it up and said, "We could easily steal these; and nobody <laughs> would know." And I'm like, "True," and I was True, tempted, but then you're I'm that like, guy. But we're, but we're yeah, we're not that we're not those people, and yeah. so we didn't steal them. But oh. Okay, I will. Okay, I didn't. I didn't even post this on my daily dose of Disney thing. Oh god, we're sitting there, and who walks by? But if they've seen the the uh, um, the documentary Comic Con Four um, about the it's like the six different people that go to Comic Con, and it was filmed a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that they follow is this guy who proposes to his girlfriend during Kevin Smith's Hall H panel. Oh right, yeah, okay. She says yes. They end up getting married later and everything. Yeah. They walked by. No, are you serious? And he looked right at me, and we made eye contact. And I'm like, "Are you that guy?" And yeah, he that guy. And says, <laughs> and he's like, "You recognize me from that?" And, he, and we didn't even say anything, but we had this like cool little eye contact thing. It was like, "Yeah, I know who you are." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so it was really funny, but yeah, those sporks are so easily to steal. Well, and I think they they went to from what I heard on another podcast. They've gone to plasticware for a bit, and they got to figure some stuff out. But I mean, all that stuff aside, um, just give us you know a minute or so. Just uh, you know, just overall immersion, how it looks, just how cool how cool was it? Is should should we all wait until Rise of Resistance happens? I mean, what do you think? Okay. Uh, the the slogan I've been or the tagline I've been using is it's it's overwhelming but under performing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful. It's totally immersive. You're walking through it. Stormtroopers are walking by in their voices saying "freeze" mm-hmm. to kids, and it's really kind of cool. There's this whole section by a bathroom where you see torture droids on a wall. It's, oh. I mean, it's totally immersive. Like you're actually in a backwater planet. Right. I love it. Um, it's going to be even more so once Rise of Resistance and everything opens up. But like I said, it's not well trained yet. Um, there's things that just need to be cleaned up. Um, they they kind of need to work on the green and blue milk formulas yeah. um, because they're kind of more like fruit smoothies. And I will say, as I was walking out of the park with them, because we actually walked out of the land and I ended up doing my videos over at the uh, 
one of the restaurants in Fantasyland. As I was yeah. walking out of the area, the cast members looked at us and said, I hear they taste better if you mix them together. So even the cast members okay. know they're not really that good tasting. Okay. So I think they're going to have to work on that a little bit. But I will say it's definitely worth going to the park. I would wait till after Rise of Resistance opens up. Well, and that that was my plan anyway. I, right now, my family and my you know my parents and stuff we're all we're all thinking about going in January or as of right now. But um, what's interesting though too is that uh, you know we did uh, what is it the Harry Potter Land at Universal and like you yeah. know I tried the butter beer. I'm not a fan, honestly. Like I just it, it was that was super sweet and gross to me. But, you know, there was a frozen version and a, and a different version or whatever. Um, I just, I, I don't know. If there's not booze in it, I just, I can't imagine I'm going to spend money on it. Only in that I don't want a $12 fruit smoothie to say I drank blue milk. Do you, does that make sense? Um, yeah. That's Although kinda, I think, that's I think they're $8, but, but still. Well, that's besides yeah, the I, point. I, I guessed, but I mean. I will say that the one thing I did like about going early in this controlled environment mm. was that i hear now the line for the millennium falcon ride is like four and a half hours oh yeah it's wow. crazy yeah uh when my mom and i went we got on in 20 minutes see that's um, and that's the huge difference of a going early i think uh, you know with the reservation system and exactly so so that was very cool i really did enjoy the ride mm. the millennium falcon ride was really enjoyable uh, i will say because you fit six people in each experience yeah. like and it's interactive right so if you have a chance, go with six people that you know, and you're going to have a blast. Yeah, that sounds great, actually. Um, but we we got stuck with this little kid who was the pilot had to be about nine, yeah, nine years old, yeah. and he was uh, just circling around through the single rider entrance. And in the hour and a half he was in the park, he did about twenty routes. Wow! And he came in and just started ordering everybody around as the pilot and everything, and he was making it not fun. Yeah. And so we just kind of ignored him and did our own thing, and it was fun anyways. <laughs> well, what's funny, too, is, like, I've heard that, too. It's like, you know, there were two six-year-olds as pilots, and, you know, we didn't – it didn't last too long. And, like, that would be that would be a real big bummer if you were – if that was your only experience doing it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The the and this is this kind of goes back to where the 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 cast isn't trained all that well. Is you can you know the entire queue is you getting into the Millennium Falcon, right? Right. And then the staging area before you go into the actual ride, you're actually in the the lounge area of the Millennium Falcon where the the chess table is. Yeah, and I love the, that. And all that stuff, but like you're in an entire orderly on going into this. They give you different colors for the group that you're in. But once you're in this area, there's no organization. Oh, and really? so you have like eight groups of six all mixed into this room and then they call out a color and you're supposed to try to get across the room in like 10 oh, seconds. Oh, interesting. And it's like, okay. that's really badly organized. Okay. Well, I think they'll figure all that stuff out. But speaking, oh, absolutely. Of, speaking of, Galaxy's Edge is, uh, they're doing their virtual queue system and that, and it's open to the public as of yesterday, I want to say, as of recording this, um, June 26th. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, and that is yeah. actually a really good idea because it's basically like a fast pass for the land. Exactly. And they're doing – it's a, like a reservation system, uh, but you do it virtually, and then they gave you a time slot to go in. And, I, and I've heard they're very strict about the time slot, which is good. Um, I'm not super stoked. I Actually, I am – I'm torn about their restrictions on the cantina. Like you can't just spend all day in the cantina because they got to rotate you out of there, and it makes sense. Um and apparently they have a $25,000 like droid experience you can purchase. What? Yeah, 
There's there's some expensive and stuff. And three in that people land. have already bought. I mean, it's I know it for a fact. It's two hundred dollars to build a lightsaber. It's a hundred dollars roughly to build a droid. Um, and there's a twenty five dollar twenty five thousand dollar R two D two experience, and three people have already bought it. That's yeah. insane. Even at a hundred dollars to build those droids in that that one like three hour time that I was in mm-hmm. that land. There were hundreds of those boxes walking around. Oh, I'm sure. I am. So I have no doubt. People were dropping hundred bucks easy on those. Oh things. yeah. I mean, you know, and and I know people who have set money aside because they want to get the lightsaber and they want to do the experience, and I love it, you know. And I and I have no doubt I will I will do what I didn't do at the Harry Potter land and do the experience where I'm I'm dropping three hundred bucks on a on a wand or whatever. My kids got wands anyway. But there's the show experience, and there's the walking in the store and buying it experience. Um, and I think I think that's important. I think um, these people are, are really putting their money where they want to be. And if you want to buy a $25,000 RT unit, uh, read about it in our show notes. It's insane. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say about Disney Parks uh, is... $25,000 R2-D2 unit. One of yeah. Kenny Baker's kids better be in that thing. Right? There should be a live <laughs> human man. Inside there that will Dude, operate it Kenny for me Baker's, when I'm not there. Kenny Baker's corpse should be in that thing. <laughs> oh God, that's dark. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, uh, also speaking of Disney, last thing on parks is Marvel Land is coming. The permits are bought, um, and it's a big deal. And and it's I have a link in the show notes to that. And it's it's pretty crazy. Um, the expansions that are happening. Obviously, it started with. Um, mission breakout and everything else and and they're just going to continue from there especially now that we have a little bit of lull in the um in the phases too so yeah they had a they had a marvel night uh, not too long ago um while you and i were there um mm-hmm. it was kind of cool you could actually see a whole bunch of uh, construction walls up mm-hmm. and it said uh, stark industries on it which is very cool yeah that was neat I'm guessing what they're going to do is that they've already made um, deals to buy the two hotels that are on the back side, on the southeast uh, southeast side uh-huh. of the property, which are the uh, the Alpine Inn and the Desert Suites. Got it. Sad that I knew those off the top of my head. Yep, you did. <laughs> uh, and then there's also a Seven Eleven on that corner. Oh, not Seven um, Eleven. I know that. 7-11. Yeah, I'm guessing that they've already purchased the land, and they're letting those people operate until the permits got. Because uh, there's no reason they would go for the permits if they hadn't already purchased that land. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so though, I'm guessing those hotels in the 7-Eleven are going to be not long for this earth. Mm-hmm. And then they're just going to expand the property out that way and up uh, up Harbor Boulevard. And then they're just going to kind of slice off the the whole Marvel area for that California adventure. Yeah, it makes sense, honestly. Uh, I mean, they need to turn one of those hotels into the Avengers Tower. Yes. See? Why don't they hire awesome. us? I, they need some geeks. Don't yeah. They? <laughs> hire a geek, for God's sake. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Hire a geek. I'm trying to figure out a name for the show. Anyway, continue. Um, all right. So what do we got next? Uh, we're into uh, Crossing the Streams. So oh, nice. we have the Disney Plus, I guess, is beginning production on a new movie called Flora and Ulysses. Yeah, it's based off a kid's book, um, actually. Uh, I looked into this earlier. Um, this is this is happening pretty quick um, for Disney Plus, and it's a story of a ten year old um, avid comic book lover, etc. It's a pretty cool little story, um, and it's an ab- adaptation of the award winning children's book by Kate uh, DiCamillo. DiCamillo, 
however you want to say that. Uh, directed by Lena Khan, and um, and that's and it was. It looks like it was received well by fans and financed via crowdfunding. So that's good. Cool. Cool. Awesome, dude. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, anything new to Disney Plus that the kids are gonna like? I'm my radar's up on that. Um, real quick, Netflix wise, since we're still in the streaming area, is there's a trailer for Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance, which is amazing. I'm not gonna say anything more about that. You just gotta watch it. Um, well, I will just say I'm actually surprised it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's because gonna be Dark sick. Crystal's. Well, Dark Crystal's owned by Jim Henson, which is owned by Disney. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't held for Disney Plus. Yeah, but uh, there has to be something else going on there, right? I mean, right? Yeah, it yeah, started before the whole Disney Plus thing. Right, that's I'll, true. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's right true. Then. Oops, I got sound playing. Sorry. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that. I I love the Dark Crystal. I think it's gross and creepy and weird, and I love it. Um, so I hope they do all of those things in the next one. Um. Speaking of Netflix, The Office is officially leaving Netflix in 2021. And guess what, guys? John? What? How do you think people feel about this? Uh, I'm guessing that they're having a backlash like they did with Friends. Well, you're not John. But, John, how do you think? How, how do you feel? <laughs> I, I don't know how people are feeling about it, but I'm going to guess upset because it's the internet. <laughs> yes. The internet is upset. God. Yes. Bless it. Which is, I never, you know, it's a new trend on the internet where Brand people new. get upset about things. Yes. As of this story, the office leaving Netflix, the internet's upset. No, it's ridiculous. Um, But I'm, you know, I get it. I get it. The office is a beloved deal. It's leaving in 2021 and people are in up in arms. There's already petitions. Don't get me started. It's mad. So they're going to bitch about it for two years. Yeah. It's, it's they, awesome. there's a lot of time to complain about this. Um, and speaking of complaining, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Orange and New Black, uh, season seven, the trailer came out for that. Um, I think we didn't finish season six, I want to say, but I love Orange and New Black. It's, it's a cool series. Um, and I'm definitely going to check out season seven. So it is. I'm, uh, I'm stuck at the beginning of season four, so I needed to catch up on it, but this has actually been announced as the final season. Yeah. And, and, and continue it, dude. Um, homegirl who is in, um, my other favorite show, Russian Doll. Oh my God! Have you guys watched Russian Doll yet? Either of you? I have not. It's on my list, but uh, yeah, and Natasha Leone. Oh, she's so good, dude. She's so good, but she's also in obviously in Orange and New Black. But um, uh, Russian Doll is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. You got to watch that show. It's so good. Will do. Um. Anyway, moving on. Uh, last thing on streaming. Uh. A showrunner has been announced for the Star Trek Picard series, which is coming to CBS All Access. And it's uh, Michael Chabon. I'm going to say it that way. Uh, cool. he, he did Wonder Boy, Spider-Man 2, Amazing Adventures of Cavalar uh, and Clay, and a bunch of other stuff. So um, so that's cool. I, I like that. I love that Patrick Stewart's coming back to Star Trek. It makes me so happy. I know, right? You have no how idea cool how, how happy... I'm a huge, huge fan of Next Generation, and I love Jean-Luc Picard. And and anytime I see him in a thing, like, granted, he played Professor X, but he was still Jean-Luc Picard, just in a wheelchair, so, right. for me. Anyway, uh, so I think we skip the what are we watching, because okay. we're running long. Um, but real quick, uh, there is a weird, fun thing happening with Good Omens. 
which is on Amazon Prime. And I, I just I did love this, this. I did this for humor purposes because Good Omens, my my wife and I watch it. It's amazing. It's uh, um, Neil Gaiman. Uh, yeah, it's Neil Gaiman. It's uh, and, uh, Tennant, uh, uh, David Tennant. Um, and it's 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 an amazing show. It has to do with God and heaven, hell, and everything. It's so 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 good. And it's on Amazon Prime. Um, but religious groups were super upset because they're like, well, God is supposed <laughs> to be this way and it can't be a woman and it can't be this. But then they're really mad at Netflix. And so they made a petition aimed at Netflix. Um, but the, but the, but the series was on Amazon Prime. So it's, it's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. It's like they Did couldn't you- even do enough research about the thing they were mad about. To get the right freaking streaming right. service, uh, I just did love you it. did you hear what Amazon Prime's response was? Yeah, I love. It. They, yeah, they came out. They came out and said, "Okay, well, in 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 retaliation, they're going to cancel Stranger Things." Yeah, they said, "If you cancel Stranger <laughs> Things, we'll cancel uh, we'll cancel uh, Bad Omens or, or Good Omens." So it's so good, dude. I love it. That kind of stuff makes me happy, dude. Like, if you're going to be mad about a thing, get your research right. Figure out at I least know, right? who. At least aim the hate at a, at the right thing. You know what I mean? Um, anyway. Uh, all right. Where are we at? So, real reviews. We are at real reviews. So, Kingsman prequel is happening. It's coming in 2020, which I'm pretty excited about because I love the Kingsman. Love yeah, Kingsman. Well, what's also... We talked about this. I think the last episode before I left is that they're actually also doing... They're going to be uh, filming Kingsman 3 consecutively. Oh, neat. So, they're going straight, oh, from, nice. the, they're going straight from the Kingsman, which does not star... Um, Taron Egerton, right? Because he's been busy doing Rocket Man, which I hear right. is fantastic. Oh yeah, I've heard um, that's so good. Um, but he's coming back for Kingsman three. Perfect. So, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, it's been six and a half months since I've been here, so I'm just gonna do quick up, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways on all the movies I've seen <laughs> in the theaters since then. Captain Marvel, thumbs sideways. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, thumbs sideways because on second viewing. Not as much. The 90s jokes don't play as well. Okay. Avengers Endgame. Big thumbs up. Cried half the movie. Yeah, me too. Dark Phoenix. Thumbs down. Bad writing. Sophie Turner is amazing. Uh, Godzilla. King of the Monsters. Huge, huge thumbs up. Uh, Aladdin. Moderate thumbs up. Late Night. Great thumbs up. Mindy Kaling. Emma Thompson. John Lithgow. All amazing. John Wick 3. Good thumbs up. Uh, Halle Berry could have done better. Long shot. Big thumbs up. Uh, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron have amazing chemistry, which you okay. would not think. And Men in Black International. Big thumbs up. Tessa Thompson is really? amazing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any of those movies um, except for uh, the Marvel ones. Um, my kids went and saw Aladdin, and I didn't. Um, I'm trying to get through the John Wick series so I can watch John Wick 3 when it comes out because I really love Keanu Reeves. Okay, um, I will say the world building in the John Wick universe is amazing. Yeah, and that's what yeah. I'm looking forward to most, actually, I think. Um, and Dark Phoenix, I've heard nothing ba- good about it, um, so that makes sense. Um, Captain Marvel, we'll have to talk about it at some point. And, I, and I'm with you as a thumb, uh, kind of a neutral. Um, yeah, it was a thumbs up the first time I saw it because yeah. I liked it. I, I liked the the whole uh, Goose and mm-hmm. Nick Cage thing. But the 90s jokes just didn't play too well the second time I Which played. Which one's Longshot? Uh, Longshot is the one where Charlize Theron plays the Secretary of State. And oh, Seth Rogen right, is right, a okay. speechwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. 
Late Night is the one that Mindy Kaling writes about Emma Thompson mm-hmm. being like a late night show host for 20 years. And then they want to cancel her and mm-hmm. she's brought in as a female writer. Um, phenomenal. R- incredibly written. Really good movie. All right. All right. Cool, man. Um, well, it's good to have you back. You've caught us up on the movies you're yes. watching. Um, let's see. So, speaking of movies, <laughs> Endgame is back in theaters. And they're doing a re-release kind of thing where they're adding Cash some content. For number one. Well, they 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 got to do it, and they're so close. I mean, I I get it. I'm not mad at them for doing it, and they are adding some additional things. Um, I think some post-credit stuff and a couple things uh, within the film. I have a link in the show notes. I I don't know 100 what they're adding or what they're not, but yeah, Avengers they're, is they're coming literally- back. For it. Yeah. yeah, they're literally like fifty-five million dollars away from yeah. a, from Avatar. No, uh, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's any way that they're going to catch um, uh, Star Wars for the number one domestic, um, but they're they'll, they'll catch Avatar for number one mm-hmm. international. Cool. So, all right, let's get into our last section and get Mister Skeen to bed. Okay, so here we go. San Diego Comic Con. Okay. I am fine. Take I know time. you. I know you are, but I'm always concerned because it's ten o'clock my time. Um, I. I, I got to go to the bathroom and, and it's late. And I couldn't imagine if it was one in the morning and I had to do any of those things. So here we are. Um, so San Diego Comic-Con. That's all this segment is going to be about. And it's going to be about five minutes at the most. Are you guys ready? Yep. Let's do it. All right. So, Will, are you in or out? About 70-30 at this point. Cross your fingers. Kick ass. All right. So, panels. Uh, Marvel Studios is coming back to Hall H after skipping last year, which is exciting. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to bring to it quite yet. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. There's some speculation. Um, uh, you know, we've got Spider-Man from, from home and, and Eternals and some other stuff happening. So we'll, we'll see what they come up with. The only um, thing that makes sense is a phase four announcement. Yeah. And fa- some phase four announcement. Absolutely. Um, Kevin Smith is coming back to Hall H Saturday night, um, which I'm excited about. Um, he's got a, he's pimping, um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So, you know, expect that for sure. Um, Game of Thrones is coming back to Hall H this year, which means the day that this happens, that means there's no scenario where I walk into Hall H like I've done the last two years. Uh, so I don't think they said what day it's happening, um, but I do have an announcement on who's coming. Uh, well, they're going to have to be showing some footage from the prequel series. That's It's possible. Um, oh, shoot. I got it. A panel is going to be held in Hall H 530 on Friday, uh, July 19th. Okay? That's yeah, right they're in the last slot. Yeah, right in the middle of our cantina. I wasn't going to go in the first place, but it's fine. Here's who's coming. There's 10 of us. Ready? Grey Worm, Samwell, Jamie Lannister, Davos Seaworth, uh, Masande, Sir Jorah Mormont, Varys, uh, Arya Stark, Brian Stark, Oh, sorry, Brand Stark, excuse me, the sh- and the showrunners. So that's who's coming. Um, and okay, that's, well, who's that's definitely be not about prequels. What's up? That's definitely not about prequels then. Right. And I think it's going to be more of a, hey, this is our victory lap kind of thing. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so Warner Brothers is not coming this year to Hall H or at all. I mean, they'll be they'll be there at all. They'll be there, but they're not coming to Hall H. Um, and Avengers in-game writers are coming to Hall H. That should be interesting. And that's going to make whenever day they're doing this a uh, poop show. 
So on Thursday, <laughs> on okay, no, let me, I'm gonna see if they say what day. Yep, it's gonna be Friday. Oh God, don't go to Hall H on Friday. That's insane. They're gonna do. They're gonna do Marvel and HBO that day. That's crazy, dude. Okay, so anyway, whatever. It's happening. Avengers Endgame. The writers in Hall H are gonna be are are gonna be doing a panel. So they thought about having a, a bigger hall. Yeah, well, <laughs> besides just the one. Good luck getting the forty five thousand people in line into a sixty five hundred person uh, uh, venue, but. Here we are. Yeah, I think the only way that they're going to expand is if they re-up their contract because I think they're only re-upped until next year. So yeah, I think so. It'll and, it'll fluctuate a bit coming forward. Yeah. But, um. So that's Hall H, dude. That's going to be nuts. Um. I'll have more stuff the next time we record right before Comic Con because um. There's other announcements coming forward and I didn't list in here, but um. Exclusive fun stuff. Um, the online exclusive portal open for San Diego Comic-Con. So what you need to do, if you have a badge for San Diego Comic-Con, you go into your uh, member ID, you look under exclusives, and you basically put a quantity value on how, on how much you want a thing. You get a certain amount of points to put towards stuff. Um, you can put your interest in everything, but you have to put a point value towards it. So... Um, it's interesting. There's a lot of stuff and, and everything's every day. You get a certain amount of points every day. So let's say you have 26 points for Friday and you want to do like five different things. You put points towards each one of those things. That's how it works. Um, and then they'll let you know what you didn't get into, which is probably going to be all of it, which is sad. Yep. That, that was my joke. Cause that's, it's, I've never gotten a thing. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I, last year at Comic-Con, I didn't get picked for anything. And then for at WonderCon, I didn't get picked for anything. Yeah, it's 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 a lottery. Um, but I wanted to highlight this because we did mention Darren DePaul earlier in the show. And um, although we haven't spoken to him in a couple years, he's near and dear to our hearts. Um, when he was really in the very beginning of his um, his now very big career, uh, he he's he does voiceover. He's been on Nerdist. He's been on Geek and Sundry. He's done a bunch of stuff. Um, but his Overwatch character is getting a Comic-Con exclusive. Um, his character's name is Reinhardt. Um, and we've talked to him about this before and it's super, super cool. But what I really liked about, um, what he said about it <laughs> was the fact that he said the, f- and, and Will, this will sound familiar. He said, the first thing I did when I made, uh, my crazy bi-coastal life six years ago was attend San Diego Comic Con. I thought I w- it, it would last six months in LA. I, sorry. I thought it would last six months in LA because it's so hard to break into the business. And now there is this. What an amazing journey. I, you know, whether he remembers us or not, uh, I feel like we were part of that journey. I was sitting next to him at Geek and Sundry before he even worked for them, like watching panels with him. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I remember, um, you know, when, yeah, when Geek and Sundry took over uh, Petco Park, yep. you ran into him because you left and you ran yeah. into him in the street and said, Will's in there. And he came <laughs> in and he watched like, like five or six panels with me. Yeah. Um, actually, we watched the uh, uh, what's the uh, preacher? He's yeah. a huge fan of preacher, and, and so we watched the preacher so panel together, and he was loving it. Yeah. Um, he actually came to the very first Puck Cantina. He did. He was at the first Puck Cantina. So, um, big shout out to Darren DePaul, who I know doesn't listen to this, but 
Um, I'm going to reach out to him again. I, I always do every year and say, Hey, you know, if you're around, come by and, and, and say hi. Cause you know, he connected with us and Jess and everybody else who, who was at Puck and, uh, really good guy. Really, really cool. I'm, I'm so stoked for him. Um, and by the gods, man, he has his own exclusive. That's so cool. Um, yeah, absolutely. And one last thing, just there's a ton of offsite stuff, but Amazon, once again, is having their huge, 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 huge offsite event this year. They're focusing on the Expanse, um, Carnival Row, and the Boys. Uh, last year it was Jack Ryan. Um, I don't remember the other. Jack Ryan was amazing. Yeah, I don't remember the other properties they they highlighted last year, but the Amazon offset event is sick, and you don't have to have a badge for it. Um, it's super cool, so definitely uh, check that out, and we'll let you know when we go because I'm gonna go. I promise. Word, word. Anything else, guys? Nothing. No, I think I've talked enough. We've all talked enough. Well, here we are. The talking has been completed. (laughs) So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usual podcast.com. Email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. And we're on all your favorite social medias, Facebook, Spotify, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, Find us on your favorite podcatchers. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Mo Griggs. And John is John R. Skeen. Um, please like us, share us, and support the show. We're on patreon.com slash usual podcast. And of course, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Um, I've got a ton of audiobooks that I could recommend. So hit me up on, uh, on the Twitter and I'll definitely let you know what to get on, on audible. That's my thing. I, if I, if I start listening things, it's too many things. Um, oh, pre-order the new Thrawn book. They released a San Diego Comic Con oh, exclusive cover. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That, that usually happens. Um, so John, dude, you've been here. Um, you're my, you're, you're, you're amazing. Now what we need to do is get you to Comic Con next year. I know. <laughs> so, so, you know, no kid injuries, no braces, Nothing. none of that stuff. And it should happen. Yeah, so. No extra expenses. And we'll get your ass yeah, to Comic Con, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. All right, boys. Uh, we got anything else to say? Or are we getting out of here? Uh, Steve says thanks in the chat. And uh, Steve, hopefully, hopefully we made your drive to LA a lot more fun. Oh, I hope so. Skeen, you got anything? Nope. I, I just know it was, uh, you know, I had a fun. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, I my did. God. I'm forgetting was, my tagline. I was so hoping that you would <laughs> say it first. By the gods, I hope everybody else had a fun. And we'll see you all next week. <laughs> Fail. Got you. <laughs> <laughs>